Welcome to Everything Dog Training with me, John McGuigan. Our goal is to bring you information on dog training methods which work and are kind, cutting through the myth and the folklore to help you have a better behaved, happier, emotionally healthier dog who is a joy to be around. Hi everybody and thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, listen to me uh, again. Uh, I think I said again, again, again. Um, so it's uh, 28th of March as I'm recording this and it's pouring down outside here. Uh, Logan's lying in the bed sleeping. Uh, we were out earlier on today and he hates the rain, absolutely hates the rain. So Logan's coat is, he's got that real um, short greyhound coat, so it's millimetres thick. And he really does not like the rain at all. And I think it's because of the sound of the rain on his, um, hitting on his ears. So I think that's actually what he doesn't like about it, because when we're out in the rain, he flaps his ears a lot. Anyway, um, yeah, hope you're all well. Um, it's month three of lockdown for uh, us in the UK. Uh, and it's... Um, yes, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for a lot of people. And... Um, it's more difficult for some than others. So if you're listening to me, if you're tuning in again to uh, listen to me, then again, thank you and welcome if this is your first time listening to uh, one of my podcasts. I want to talk a little bit about aggression and reactivity today. Um, this is always, always an interesting uh, topic to cover because of the interest it gets. So it's interesting because of the interest it gets. Um, we are... I think we just have to look at um, what action film or what movies are um, are popular. So we get the big blockbuster movies and um, what news stories um, gain traction. You know, so this weekend we've seen um, a public disorder in Bristol in England uh, and it's on a lot in the news. Uh, we've got a lot of footage on it and you'll see stuff on, on uh, you know, you can look up in, on YouTube and Facebook about it. Um, so these events, these aggression, aggressive and violent events are, um, and I'll use this word carefully, they're spectacular. They, they are, they're spectacular to see because of the action. And I think it's, this, uh, it's a primal thing in us um, that we're, we're still, uh, we're still, we are human animals um, and um, violence and aggression is important to us because it is uh, meaningful for our survival. Okay, so when I, I do, uh, um, recently I did a couple of uh, um, classes, uh, evening classes online. Uh, I did one, and I, I, I can't remember, I think it was, um, I don't remember the topic, but I did one at first, and it was, uh, there was like, you know, 20 people attended it, okay. Um, and then I did one the next week and it, I labelled it to do with aggression and reactivity and there was 130 or 140 people subscribed to it. Um, and that shows you just our interest in dealing with, with aggression. Now, the, the, what's really, um, kind of, um, I don't want to say galling, but I've said it now <laughs> and I'm aware I do that a lot and it's because I'm recording this live and I'm trying to get the words right. Um, but what is... Um, it does kind of, um, it both bemuses me and amuses me when uh, the all the information that I put out uh, 
to do with uh, behaviour is behaviour. Okay, so the information that I put out is to do with your dog's behaviour. So whether it's in the podcasts or my social media content or my online uh, paid courses, um, behaviour is behaviour. Okay, and because we don't understand as a, we we don't understand well enough uh, how behaviour works, uh, then some things become really interesting and some things don't. Now, what I would say is when we're dealing with aggression and reactivity, it's we're a lot of the time we're at a stage where things have gone wrong. But if we put things in place earlier, uh, then they, they won't go wrong. So the, the other content that I, I put out, um, you can apply almost, in fact, you can apply almost everything. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example where you can't apply it. But like almost all of the content that I put out, you can apply to um, dealing with dogs that are shown aggressive, aggressive and reactive behaviours. But as soon as I stick this, you know, the marketing on it of, you know, aggression and, and reactivity, it just becomes popular. Okay. Um, and, and, I, and I get it. I, I understand. I do understand. But it just, uh, it's um, a kind of bone of contention for a lot of dog trainers and, and behaviour people because, Tons of people will come to see behavior stuff, but they won't go to the basics. Um, and I see that when I go to conferences, you know, the the aggression, uh, the aggression uh, lectures and and um, sessions are packed, uh, and the basic ones and other ones are are not quite so um, well subscribed to. And it's just interesting. It's just an interesting. Um, commentary on it okay so i'd asked a, a question a few weeks ago uh, or last week i think it was what's the difference between aggression and reactivity in dogs and i got some really interesting answers now i'm always grateful to people who um take time out of their day to contribute okay uh, and i've got a balance between um people that uh, contribute stuff which is uh not great <laughs> you know their opinions are just their opinions on it or the review on it is not great and doesn't fit with the science of behavior change um versus other good stuff and whether to comment on it or not okay so if you see my stuff on social media um most of this just because it's on my page if a comments on my page and, and and stays there doesn't mean that i'm agreeing with it or, or condoning it uh, and also i have to balance uh, getting into um, discussions, uh, car crash discussions with people online, um, especially when I don't know their background. Uh, so I can have a, a discussion. I will have a discussion more readily with an educated person uh, than with an uneducated person. Uh, and that's just for my own satisfaction because I spend, end up spending a lot of time trying to explain to them that their view is um, is wrong okay and I, and I don't mean that uh, arrogantly i just mean that as in they're, they're not educated well enough to, to be having a discussion with me it's like and i and i know how that that does sound arrogant um but it's like me having to try and have a discussion about um physics with uh stephen hawkins or, or brian cox and then telling them that they're wrong now i and i again <laughs> i'm not comparing myself to stephen hawkins or brian cox and <laughs> okay I'm just not, all right, because I know that, every, you know, you just, when you put out content like this, you're constantly having to guard against people, oh, this is what you said, and this is what you said, and this is who he thinks he is, and I really don't, okay, just try to put out good information to help people, okay, right, so as a species, we love, um, we love labeling stuff, we love pigeonhole, pigeonholing things, okay, 
Um, it's just how we as a species make sense of the world. Okay, so we've got this and not that. Okay. Uh, we, you look at mathematics. Okay, so mathematics for an uneducated person is just about numbers. Okay, but for somebody that's, you know, that's studied it um, as their, their, their career uh, and their, you know, they're an academic in it um, or, 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 and apply it, it's, a, it's a way to understand how the world works. Okay, physics is exactly the same, chemistry is the same. Okay, and behavior is the same. So when we talk about, um, you'll hear, if you've listened to uh, anything like to do with uh, doctrine and you're hearing things like positive and negative reinforcement, that's just a way for us, not just a way for us, that is a way for us to understand the process of what is going on. Okay, but we we came up with these constructs, so they're, they're human constructs. Um, and I know that I use some of the same analogies a, a lot, um, but it's, they just stick in my mind that there's a, a, a scene in the uh, one of the Avengers films um, and uh, Thor is having a discussion with Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, the Star-Lord, the Chris Pratt character. And um, they, they mention a planet's name and Thor says, that's a made up name. That's a made up word. And Drax says, all words are made up. <laughs> and that's right. All words are made up. So this is a podcast you're listening to. Okay. And a podcast is a word that we have made up so that you can understand what this is, which is audio, digital information delivered to your device. Okay. Your tablet or your phone or your computer. Okay. So these are just constructs that we've got. So what is a podcast? That's what that is. Okay. Now, um, when I am, I'll, I'll give a brief overview uh, of of, uh, of behavior, and how it's constructed, and how we understand it. Okay, and and the approach that I take, and then I'm going to look at some of the answers uh, to aggression and reactivity. Um, so I'll, I'll give my explanation first. We'll talk a little bit about the and the um, some of the stuff that people have contributed, and then I'll circle back to like how I I determine it. Okay. All right, so behaviors are ver verbs. Okay, so I'll look at uh, the, the model I'll look at is antecedents, which is what happens before the behavior, the behavior itself, okay, which is what we're talking about, okay, and the consequence of doing that behavior, right, which is basically the feedback loop. Um, does that do, does that behavior work for us or not? So if this is your, um, if this is not your first time listening to this, is this a, if this is a subsequent time of listening to this podcast, then you have found listening to my dulcet Scots uh, accent, and that's a joke, okay? <laughs> so you've found listening to my voice, giving you this information, reinforcing enough that you will choose to do it again, okay? So that's all I can say about that, okay? That's all I can say. I have reinforced your behavior of listening to this before, if you're listening to it again. If you're listening to it for the first time, if you don't like this information and you don't like how I present it, you'll not come back, okay? Uh, and if you do like it, you will come back, all right? So I have either, I will have either reinforced your behavior or not, depending on whether you do this behavior again, of listening to me. So that's what you're specifically doing. Putting those earbuds in, you know, sticking your um, smart speaker on, whatever it is, and listening to it while you're washing the dishes, okay? Or driving or doing your commute. 
Okay, so what is it? What is the dog doing specifically? Okay, so when we're talking about aggression and reactivity, we're looking at specifically what the dog is doing. So describe to me what the dog is doing. Are they lunging and barking? Are they snarling? Are they showing their teeth? Okay, what's their posture like? Is their head down? Is their head up? You know, um, where's the tension in their body? What is their tail doing? Okay, so all of those behaviors, if I describe, if if I describe a, a group of behaviors as the dog is lunging and barking at me snapping and snarling okay jumping forward all right uh, and uh, the, the the tail is high and the hackles are up so we've got pilo erection so those hackles along the, the dog's spine okay hair standing on the back end i can describe that as aggression okay now i could describe it as aggression okay um or i could describe it as reactivity okay either or Okay, but you see how I've described specifically what the dog's doing, and I could actually describe it as we're going to call that banana behaviors, or we're going to uh, call that set of a set a of behaviors. All right, so what is the dog doing? Now we can also look at um, how intense that is. Is the dog, you know, is it? Are they barking like that? Are they barking? Whoop, 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 whoop. All right, so those are two quite different intensities of behavior. Okay. Um, when the behavior starts to the behavior stops, how long does that barking episode last from the first bark to the second bark? Sorry, first bark to the last bark. And then the frequency of those barks. So if the barking lasts for 30 seconds, do we get 30 barks? Do we get 60 barks? Or do we get 10 or four? Okay, so that gives us a frequency. All right, so those are a number of... Um, uh, uh, parameters that, that we can look at and say that we can now gauge behavior change based on those okay all right and then how quickly does the dog recover back to the state it was in uh, roughly um before the barking episode started okay so we've got that's what the dog is doing specifically okay now so that's the behavior that's the b of our abc now we've got our antecedents is when does that happen Okay, so under what conditions does that do that happen? Uh, and we're looking at the distance um, from the from our dog to the target of um, what the dog is targeting those behaviours at. Okay, and I'm careful not to use the words aggression and reactivity here just now. Okay, um, so what is, what is the dog targeting those behaviours at? What are they aiming at? What are they looking at? What are they barking at? Okay, uh, and how far away is that? Okay, so what are they barking? How far away are they, they barking at? Okay, and then is it every single dog? Does the dog bark at every dog or just some? Okay, so those are the antecedents. And then we've got, we can look at what we are doing uh, during that time as well. So there's a tension in the lead, are we staring at the other dog? Are we holding our breath and so on? Okay, so all these are, can be contributing factors. Um, and then what is the consequence of our behavior? So as I was saying to you before, the consequence, if you're listening to this before, if you have listened to my podcast before and you listen to it again, the consequence of you listening to this is that you have received enough information from this that you want to come back and learn more. Okay, so you'll listen to it again. So if your dog is, say your dog is frightened of another dog and lunges and barks and the other dog is going away, the other dog goes away, your dog has just been massively reinforced for getting that dog out of his face. Okay, now most of these lunging and barking behaviors that people describe as aggression and reactivity are either, uh, sorry, all of them will either be distance increasing. I want the, the, the subject, sorry, the object of the, 
the targeted behaviours to go further away, distance increasing, or I want them to come closer. Okay. All right. Um, and and it can, it can also be both. All right. So it can be kind of. I don't want. I don't want to have to deal with that dog socially. I do want to have to deal with that dog socially. And the third option is I do want to deal with that dog socially, but I've got no clue how to do it. Okay, and that's where the conflict comes in. So the dog wants to go to the party, but has no clue how to act when they get there, and then acts like a social buffoon, uh, and then possibly gets into um, kind of spats and fights. Okay, and these skirmishes that you see. Okay, so those are our consequences. All right, now so that's our ABCs. The behavior itself is, is based on um, our learning history, okay? So what has worked for our, our dogs or our be us in the past, any being on the planet, what has worked for us in the past, the genetics, okay, and the current conditions, okay? So if you look at a, um, a zebra, if a zebra has been chased by a lion or a zebra, depending on where you are in the world, okay, if a zebra has been chased by a lion, it is not likely to climb a tree, Okay, and that's got nothing to do with learning history or the current conditions. That's to do with the fact that they're they've got hoofs incapable of climbing trees. Okay, whereas if a baboon has been chased by a lion, it's very likely to climb a tree because the genetics, its genetic ability allows it to climb. Okay, but you see how they're both escape behaviors. All right, they've both learned lion approaches. We could get killed if we run away. We will be safe. Okay, and the current conditions there is just a lion chasing them. Okay, so that's the genetic element, all right? Um, and genetics are, are at play in dogs because of hundreds of years of, thousands of years actually, of artificial selection. So we bred specific dogs for specific purposes, some of which are more prone to um, these displays than others, okay? All right, now, again, as... Um, I've recorded this, I had to start the recording again, so um, forgive me if I'm, I'm repeating myself here because I, I now can't remember what I said last time in the first episode that recorded it uh, versus now. Um, I can present easily two days on aggression, okay, and I usually go, two days is a, is a good number of days on, on a, uh, if I'm presenting it at seminars and stuff like that, or if I'm being hosted elsewhere and if you're listening to this uh, just as an aside um the hopefully hopefully we might be able to start um traveling again in 2022 yes okay next year and um, so if you are interested in hosting me next year somewhere um somewhere warm and sunny hopefully um then please do get in touch uh, info at glasgowdogtrainer.co.uk um so just as an aside okay so anyway when I'm presenting internationally, I'll do a couple of days on aggression. Uh, and, and that's still not enough, okay? It's enough for a, a weekend seminar, okay? Any more than that, people start getting fatigued. But it's such a massive topic. And I'm having to give you just a sound, just a couple of bites here of what is the difference between aggression and reactivity according to a behavioral model, okay? All right, so this is not exhaustive. It's just to get, you, get us thinking about these things. Okay, now comments that were made on my Facebook, which I am, uh, I'm glad people did um, comment. Uh, some of them are, are uh, and the only way I can describe this is not great. Okay, 
Uh, and again, I don't know what's happening now with, with Facebook is before you used to be able to see people's names when they were commenting, whereas now you can just see their profile picture and you have to click on their profile picture to see their name. So the, the regulars that I would see, or if I would see people who I, I know are knowledgeable about dog training um, with the right knowledge coming up on my page. Um, and now if they've changed the profile picture and you're seeing these tiny icons on my phone or whatever, or on my computer, um, it, it's difficult for me to, to see it. is there weight behind this or not, okay? Um, and because apparently everybody's an expert and everybody that's had a dog has got an opinion on how to train a dog, um, this is where we, we kind of become unstuck a little bit, all right? Um, now, uh, first one we've got is um, reactive dogs lunge and bark, okay, and aggressive dogs bite and fight, okay. Now that's actually, I think that's not a bad stab at it, okay. Um, I mean, you're you're then saying one is one is one thing and what and one is not the other. So um, so there's a dog who's lunging and barking that doesn't bite and fight. Is he an aggressive dog? Okay, uh, is it an aggressive display he's shown? So uh, there was a great, um, I, I did uh, the Seinfeld tour um, in 2005 when I visited New York. And uh, it was uh, Larry David, who the Curb Your Enthusiasm guy who wrote Seinfeld with Jerry Seinfeld. His old neighbor um, used to do, did this Seinfeld tour. So you would, you would meet and you'd uh, go on this um, big bus and you would drive around the kind of upper west side and see all the sites and, of, that had been in the show. And uh, Kenny Kramer was the guy's name, and that's who the Kramer character in Seinfeld is based on. Okay, now Kenny Kramer um, described Larry David as a kind of guy who would scream and ball at you from one side of the counter, okay, spitting venom at you. But the second that you walked around the other side of the counter to confront him, when he said he saw this happening, he would be completely mute. Okay, um, so. Basically, what's happening there with, with Larry David. Okay, and we'll take it as, as you can say that it's happened or it's not. I don't want to slander anybody, right? Okay, this is a story that I've heard from a guy that knows Larry David, okay? Um, yeah, because you've got to be super careful now. It's bizarre what people uh, complain about. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so is Larry David being aggressive there or has he just been reactive? Now, what we might describe in the humans is he's just been emotional, okay, or he's been angry, okay, um, but there's there's no no physicality behind that emotion, okay. So you see how when we start talking about these things, where you're you look, we, we do become um, bogged down in some of the details about this. So you could turn around and say he's been very aggressive, you know, but if you're to meet, if you to challenge him physically and he backs off, and this happens with dogs. So the dog, a little dog, might want might lunge and bark to get the other dog to go away. But the second the big dog challenges the little dog, the little dog will not fight because he knows he can't fight because he knows the size that he has in comp comparison to the big dog. So does that mean that he's not aggressive just because he doesn't bite and he won't fight? Okay. Um, so you see, you see how that we've got some problems with that, with that description. Okay. Um, next one we've got, Aggression tries to do something, but reactivity tries to avoid something. Okay, now what I am looking at, um, you've got, again, it's when we've got 
lots of this takes deep thought. Okay, we actually have to sit down and, and think about this and have um this is where when going to seminars is uh for dog trainers is good because we sit around the bar at night like a bunch of sad geeks talking about all this stuff in great detail, okay, to death. <laughs> um sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's not. Okay. Um so we've got aggression tries to do something. Okay, so for talking sake, the aggression is trying to bite, but reactivity is trying to avoid the bite. Okay, now, in as far as aggression goes in a species, aggressive displays are there in order to prevent the need for fighting. Okay, so you look at it, um, two guys squaring off each against each other, uh, like a doorman um, or and a, and a and a and a punter. Okay, and a, a, a member of the public. So the bouncer is trying to stop the guy from getting in. Okay, and he, a good doorman, a good steward, or a good bouncer, will be doing lots of de-escalation stuff there. Okay, and the guy's wanting to try and get in, but both of them potentially are trying to avoid the fight. Okay, so they're avoiding it. They're trying to. They should be working hard to avoid any violence. Okay. So you see how that that doesn't really fit either. Okay, the aggression tries to do something which is biting. Okay, but the biting is actually there. The dog's not biting for the sake of biting. The dog is generally biting because he's learned that nothing else will work. Okay, and um, the hand won't stop touching him. Okay, or the the dog won't stop coming into his face. So what he does is he he, he bites in order to get that dog to that dog to go away or that hand to go away. Okay, so that's actually avoidance at that point. Okay, I, I'm 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 doing this because I've I've learned that nothing else works. The avoiding didn't work, so actually you know so I have to now bite in order to get that hand to go away. Whereas before I wasn't able to walk away from it. Okay, so that aggression tries to do something and reactivity tries to avoid something. Uh, again, it's a kind of yes, yes and no. And there's some stuff in there that, which, you know, uh, on further investigation is not accurate. Okay. Um, now, this next one is interesting. Somebody has commented, aggression is very still and you can feel the tension. Reactivity is loud and explosive. Okay. Now, again, looking at that ABC model, okay, um, it, it, where's the observable stuff there? The stillness is observable, but the tension is not, okay? So when I I, I learned, I worked with somebody um, in my dim and distant past, and the, this person kept saying to me when I'm working with a dog, you have to feel it, okay? You have to feel it. And I, I said to them, unacceptable, sorry, right? Because um, tell me specifically what I'm looking for. Because if you can tell me specifically what I'm looking for, I can look for it and evidence it, okay? So does, if I'm not feeling it, does that mean that I'm not working? Okay, and is there not an assumption there that I feel the same as you, feel the same way as you do, okay? So when you'll be, you'll walk into, um, again, and this is stuff from my background. Uh, and just to give you a little bit, it's not as if I grew up in a particularly violent society, okay? Um, some of you will know I was in the police for 18 years, so I had a, a and I worked um, in uniform for half of that. Okay, so I worked frontline um, uniform policing in the south side of Glasgow for half of that. Um, so I had a fair share of it, and I also grew up um, in the west of Scotland in the 80s and 90s. Okay, when we had there was a, a, um, quite a lot of um, uh, interpersonal violence between 
young guys, okay, and that was that was my background. So I know what a lot of this feels like, okay. Um, now, if if I go somewhere now and you you say somebody will say, can you feel the tension, okay? Now, if I can feel it and you can just feel it, you're feeling the excitement of the place. That doesn't mean that one of us is right and one of us is wrong because it's our experience of it, okay? So that expression there, aggression is very still and you can feel the tension. I'm just going to call kind of BS on that, all right? Um, now, again, I, I do understand what they're saying. If you're walking up towards a dog and the dog stops and stares and is dead still and you can see all that tension in the dog's um, body, okay, and you'll maybe get a low rumbling under the dog's, you know, in the, in the dog's throat. Those are all warning signs, okay? But you're not feeling the tension. You might be feeling the tension there. You, you certainly might be, okay? But you're definitely seeing it if you've got eyes, okay? And you're capable of seeing that, okay? But that's only if you know what those body those that body language means, okay? Um, and then reactivity is loud and explosive. Well, does it have to be, okay? Um, so if a dog runs round in the end of the, the lead excitedly, he's certainly reacting to the other dog or to the person. Okay, um, but there might it might not be explosive. He might just be running around, uh, and it, there might not be any barking. Okay, so you see how that's not really accurate either. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, now this one again, and and the the, the purpose of me putting this this uh, information out in this podcast is is so that we can, it's just to get you thinking about you know what it is and what it isn't, okay? So this one is aggression starts within the dog and reactivity starts outside the dog. Now that's an opinion somebody holds. And again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, putting the boot in or, you know, bashing somebody for expressing that opinion, but I, I, I don't actually know what that means, okay? And how would you tell, all right? But if you were to go, if this person, this, the person who's commented here has, um, felt that they know enough to express that opinion publicly, okay? And this is the danger of, of lots of this stuff if we don't actually look at this critically and from a um, through a behavioral lens, and I mean a scientifically behavioral lens, all right, according to the rules of behavior change. Um, this person has, feels that they have enough knowledge to express this publicly, okay? So if they express that to somebody else who's a naive learner in this, and that person then takes that to heart and then goes, yeah, that's right, okay, that is right. So it means that, um, so reactivity starts outside the dog, okay, and aggression starts within the dog. So if I move towards the dogs, if the dog is um, lying, sleeping, and in, in pain, okay, if I move towards that dog and move the dog off the couch or the, the comfortable, you know, uh, cushion that he's sleeping on and he turns around and bites me, who started that, okay? So, now, now, granted, the pain is within the dog, okay? The pain is not mine. But if, if I hadn't moved towards the dog, he wouldn't have bitten me, okay? And the bite, me moving towards the dog is outside the dog. It's not inside the dog, okay? So you see how this stuff is so, it, it's why we have to be so critical, and I mean, critically analytical about this stuff okay and we have to look at it and, and go does is that actually right you know um and sometimes when i when i see these some of these comments and i look at them and i just go like 
what a lot of rubbish, you know, like, like, what the hell does that even mean? You know, it's just, um, it's kind of uh, bizarre is the only way I can describe it. And that's just from my own learning. And again, that person, I'm being respectful to that person. They've got an opinion and they've got, uh, they do have a right to express it. Um, I just don't, I just don't think everybody's got a right for their opinions to be taken seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so anyway, anyway, moving on. All right. Now this one I do like, okay. Um, I don't think it matters um, because I don't split hairs, okay. So they're basically now that that's the way I go. I, I don't think um, if somebody what is the difference between aggression and reactivity? I don't think it actually matters, all right. And I get how ironic that is, given that I've been talking about the last half hour about aggression and reactivity, okay. But what we're describing here is what the dog is doing, and I think that's what that person has said. I'm not splitting hairs between the two, okay because ultimately it doesn't matter. And I'll circle back to why it doesn't matter uh, later on, okay? In a few minutes, all right? Because I'm aware of the time. Right, next one, aggression is premeditated. Again, uh, bizarre, okay? Is the dog sitting there like that, you know, um, sitting there in the dead of night, waiting and us getting up in the morning and then going, I'm going to take you, I see, I can't wait to see that black dog down the street. Because see, when I see that black dog, that black dog's getting it because he looked at me the long, wrong way yesterday, all right? So again, aggression is not premeditated. It's just not, okay? Um, now, very lastly, this is the last one of the examples I've given. Aggression is a type of drive and reactivity as a behavior. Okay, so what we've got here, and I don't again, I, I don't, I don't even know how to begin saying how wrong that is and how much it's just you know a, a drive. Okay, what's a drive? Um, so, so when people say the dog is in prey drive, fight drive, fight drive, prey drive, chase drive, ball drive, you know, um, you know whatever, and and I'll hear people talking about this, and these are novice owners. You know, that will, that will email me and they'll say dogs get high prey drive, high chase drive, um, high play drive. And what they, what they have done there, I think, okay, um, is they've read stuff online. Um, and because it fits in with a certain view of the world, they go, and it, and it helps us pigeonhole, which we talked about before, this, not that. Okay, we love labeling stuff um, because it's now like, um, I, I, I can I can understand what's going on there because he's got it's a, he's he's in drive okay, but we look at it from a again from a behavioural analytical point of view behaviourally analytical point of view, and we can start breaking that down to say it doesn't actually teach us tell as much about what's going on okay, all right okay so circling back round to um, uh, that, that I don't split hairs because I don't think it matters, okay? That model that I work towards. So tomorrow I am seeing uh, a couple of uh, dogs I'm seeing in, in the morning. I've got a first, excuse me, first appointment with a young German Shepherd, okay, who is lunging and barking, all right, uh, at other, at people, okay? So he's a year old and so he's been a COVID puppy, okay? So he's been, you know, he was uh, bred, reared, adopted during um, this time last year, okay? So they've gone to his home in May last year, April, May last year, okay? When the whole place was dead, 
Okay, so there's nobody around because everybody's at home because of COVID. Okay, and nobody's coming to to this uh, family's house. Okay, so when a dog now does come, he, he doesn't know what to do. He's got zero clue how to act. Um, and what I think goes on with these dogs is they then just start lunging and barking. And it's like a child running around when they kind of get, I don't know what to do. So they'll talk really fast and they'll move really fast and they'll run up and down. And a lot of that is, I think, is I'm just trying to um, dispel how they're feeling. Okay, get rid of that, that emotion and trying to feel better. So what I've got, what I looked at there is, what are the conditions? Okay, how close does that the person need to be before the dog lunges and barks? Okay, um, is the if the if the person gets close enough to the dog, will the dog bite or will he just jump around barking? Okay, because those are two quite different things. Okay, one of them is I really don't know what to do. Another one is I want you to go away. Okay, um, and. Uh, and that's an assessment on it. Okay, that's the assessment that I'm putting on it. Um, and then what, what do we do about it? We teach alternative behaviours. Okay, so can you look at that person from a distance quietly? Excellent. We'll reinforce that with a food treat or with a, with play or with distance either closer or towards the other the, the person as, as we assess. Okay, so you see how when I, I, I you know, splitting hairs, um, if you see... Again, okay, people will turn around, I'll get emails from people and they'll say to me, um, somebody told me that it's fear, it's fear aggression, which is the hardest aggression to deal with, okay? So that already puts something in that person's mind about, um, about how we approach this going forward, okay? And that information will then inform the choices that they make. Okay, or if you get told uh, your dog has been dominant, okay, he's doing this because he's been dominant, all right. Um, so you have to be dominant back and, and everything that goes with that, okay. Uh, and I won't get into that on today's episode, okay, but you can see where that goes when we get this tough information getting bandied around at will and listened to, okay. Um, and again, dog training is a completely unregulated industry. So you you've got the you've only got my word that I have learned from Ken Ramirez and um, Susan Friedman um, and um, the Clicker Expo faculty and all, uh, Ian Dunbar, you know, and all these excellent trainers that started me on this journey of science-based dog training. Okay. Now there's ways that you could check. You could you could phone these people up and say, has John McGuigan ever attended one of your seminars? And they would say yes. And then you could say, do, do, have you seen him train? Yeah, I've seen some of these videos and it certainly it, it's um it's along the same lines of it as how we train. You know, he's putting information out that we put out there. Okay. And then you would have to do <laughs> forensic examination to see whether Susan Friedman or uh, Ken Ramirez are actually any good. Okay, <laughs> right. But they are, and that's and it's easy to find that stuff out. You could Google them, okay, find out who they are. All right, so you see how we've got all of these layers of human stuff going on, which gets in the way uh, of, sometimes gets in the way uh, of what we're trying to achieve, okay? Now, what also happens with this, and this is just a, a brief story from, from my own um, life. I remember when I was in... So two things that I read, um, I read Tony Robbins books when I was in my, uh, 
when I was in my twenties, um, and completely taken with the guy, you know, um, as have so many others been, which is why he sold millions of books. Now, some of his stuff is really, really good, and some of his stuff is absolutely garbage. Okay, um, it's too simplistic; it doesn't work. So he talks about willpower, and you just need to, you know, that willpower's, you know, it, it's. It's not the thing that we should be looking at. You just need to change a view of the world, okay? <laughs> right? You need to change a view of, of like, you know, um, if you don't like healthy food, change your view of it, okay? But it's not quite as easy as that, okay? And not everybody, not everybody can do the same things that he suggests in his books, okay? Um, because again, it, it's it's too simplistic. He's not an academic, okay? He's not researched this stuff. Doesn't understand the neuroscience of it, the emotional background of it, and so on, so on, so on. Um, so because I learned that when I was in my early 20s, that was formative in my the way that I thought. And it took me a long time to get around that. Okay. Um, and then the other one was uh, um, uh, um, the Michael Conley books, um, the Harry Bosch books. Um, but they've made the season on Amazon. And I've been reading the Bosch books for 20 years, something like that now. Uh, 17 years, yeah. Um, and one of the headlines that he's he, he's going to see a, he goes to see a therapist, <laughs> and the therapist asks him a question. He says, "I've never been much for one. I've never been one for much introspection." Okay, that was the line in it. Okay, now one, it's not accurate because <laughs> when the books are written, he's really introspective guy. Okay, all right, but at the time of my learning there, because I'm only reading it you know, reading it from a different point of view than I am in my life, you know, um, I go, all right, okay, so you don't really need to introspect, you don't need introspect introspection, okay, that's not really necessary, okay, so that, that stunted me significantly, <laughs> right, but it's because it was an author that I liked and a character that I liked, okay, and it took me years to realise, you know, where this came from, all right, um, that I went, oh, no, that's not accurate, you know, um, when it's not accurate, that you don't need to be in, you don't need some time um, of introspection because you absolutely do <laughs> you know everybody does and the second one is that harry bosch is introspective <laughs> you're told two things there so this is and i know that, that that's kind of we're going off topic a little bit but it's when you get these snippets of things which resonate with you and they resonate so deeply with you that you um that they can completely change how you view the world how you act for a long time okay and this is where I was with dog training when I first started. The dominance model of dog training, you know, sorted, you know, it just, it, it resonated so well. It fitted my view of the world at the time. Um, and if I hadn't had other influences, other great people coming into my life and putting me on a different path and teaching me and being patient with me, then I would possibly, you know, be putting a prong collar or an electric collar on my dog, you know, um, you know, so this is why these things are it's so important that we have, uh, that we think deeply on this stuff, you know, and then look at it and go, is my, is my worldview correct? Is there a different worldview? Um, go and uh, research, you know, and properly research, I'm not talking about looking stuff up on YouTube, all right? Um, you know, look at it and see, does, does that information fit with what the science behind this actually says? Okay, uh, and do I agree with it? And can I do it? Okay, so hopefully that's been um, helpful.
Um, I don't know how long we're sitting at here because I started again, I think maybe about 40 minutes. So thanks for getting to the end of this. Um, if you've got any uh, questions or comments on this, please do email me info at glasgowdogtrainer.co.uk. Um, the, there's discounts available on my loose lead walking course, my recall course, and my aggression course for people that listen to this podcast using the code podcast30. So podcast30. Uh, and I'll put the link in the show notes for the, um, the three courses. All right. So uh, love and peace to you all. Stay safe. Uh, um, hope you're getting your the, the vaccine program where you're listening to this uh, from is rolling out effectively. And I know some people are, some countries are further ahead than others, but we will get through this and we'll get through it when we get through it. Okay. Um, it could be another while before, you know, we're going to be living with this for, uh, and some guys a good many years to come, you know, so, uh, and I know that's not, um, <laughs> that's not a proposition that anybody wants to, to think about, but if we, we consider it um, and prepare ourselves for it, we'll be better able to deal with it when, as and when it arrives okay so uh love much love to you all uh, stay safe uh, wear your masks get your vaccinations and uh, keep your distance from folk and i'll catch you next time thanks folks massive thanks for listening to this episode um your feedback is important to us so if you've got any comments or thoughts on the podcast or you've got anything that you'd like us to cover in future episodes please do get in touch you can find us on uh, all the social media channels. So that's Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you search for Glasgow Dog Trainer and Behaviour Consultant in any of those platforms, you'll find me. Um, or you can email me info at glasgowdogtrainer.co.uk. Thanks very much for listening, and your support means the world to us. <laughs>